0: We are on Yevamos, the bottom of Nunchesa Mabei's fifty-eight B, the last two lines. We will continue on to Nuntesa Madala fifty-nine A, and we will we will begin a new Mishnah shortly. Um, our learning is in merit of a speedy and complete recovery for Abi Chaim ben Chava, and we are now going to be discussing a new topic, even the Gemara that is before the Mishnah, is connected to this new topic. Uh, And this new topic is about who a Kohen Gadol, the high priest, who is he allowed to marry and who is he not allowed to marry. We know that a regular Kohen, a Kohen Hedjo, is not allowed to marry somebody who is divorced. And we know that a Kohen Gadol, the high priest, uh, has even further limitations in terms of who who they can marry. A regular Kohen also cannot marry a Zona. Um... And we will discuss in in uh, the Gemara later on, not in this week's staff, but later on, what constitutes a zona. Uh, I guess, uh, for lack of a better translation, a prostitute, but it doesn't really mean that. Um, mm-hmm. It really means somebody who um, engaged in illicit in illicit sexual relations, uh, but we'll get into the details of that later on. Uh, but a god is has further limitations. We know that a koin gadol, the high priest, is not allowed to marry somebody who is a widow. Uh, Also, they have to marry somebody specifically who is a besula, who is a virgin. Uh, But we'll see that it might not just be uh, technically in terms of sexual relations, it has to do with perhaps. We'll see uh, that this is subject to dispute, but perhaps it relates to... um, uh, whether the hymen lining is present or not. Um, so we'll see that uh, in the coming lines as well. So that is another that is another uh, limitation. It has to be somebody who is specifically a besoula. Uh We'll see that there are some opinions. The opinion of a mayor is that they are not allowed to marry somebody who is 12 and a half or above, somebody who is referred to as a boguerus. They would specifically have to marry somebody who's under the age of 12 and a half. They cannot marry somebody who's above uh, 12 and a half. And we'll see the reason in the Gemara. Uh, But essentially, uh, the reason would be that as they get older, so then they just naturally, the hymen lining um, is removed slowly. And so therefore, they cannot marry her because they need to marry somebody who has a complete hymen lining. It cannot be uh, even partially removed. And that would be the logic behind that. Um, so there are various limitations in terms of who a uh, Kohen Gadol can, can marry. Just one more point before we see the coming Gemara is that it's also interesting that the Rambam says, Maimonides says, that when it comes to the prohibition for a Kohen Gadol to marry an almana, uh, when it comes to many of these ordinary negative commandments, when it comes to incest and adultery, the prohibition is certainly uh, not in terms of marriage, but in terms of having sexual relations. However, when it comes to the ordinary negative commandments, like a Kohen marrying somebody who's divorced, um, or a Zuna, um or a, even a, a regular Jew uh, marrying a Mamzer, all those are on the level of marriage. Not on the level of sexual relations, but on the level of marriage. The Rambam notes that when it comes to a Kohen Gadol marrying an almana. Uh, somebody who's a widow, so that prohibition, there are actually two prohibitions. One is on the marriage level, and one is also on the having sexual relations level. Uh, and they're both, which is an exception to the rule of ordinary negative commandments, that uh, we generally assume that it's only on the marriage level. Um, there happens to be that there's a, a separate uh, prohibition, perhaps rabbinic prohibition to have sexual relations outside the context of marriage but that is really a separate issue ok, so that is the basic introduction to who a to Godel, the high priest who he's allowed to marry and who he's not allowed to marry so the Gemara now says, and it relates to the previous Mishnah uh, as because the previous Mishnah will be used as a proof, but the Gemara now is, is now discussing uh, the following question Rav bar Yosef Yosef asks Mishmul when it comes to at least, for now, with regards to the question of assuming that the Kohen Gadol is not allowed to marry a bogaris, somebody who is of the age of 12 and a half or above, meaning they have to marry somebody who is under the age of 12 and a half. So let's say she's of the age of 12. So the Kohen Gadol, let's say he gets engaged uh, to somebody who's 12, and then while they're engaged, she turns 12 and a half. So is she, is he allowed to marry her? Essentially, the Gemara is asking, what is the prohibition? Is the prohibition to get engaged, or is it a prohibition to get married? Which one is it? If the prohibition is to get engaged, well, they got engaged while she was still under the age of 12. If the prohibition is to get married, so then they cannot get married, because she's now 12, above the age of 12 and a half. So the Gemara tries to bring two different proofs to answer this question. And the first proof is from the previous mission that we've been discussing. So, I'm to Nisua. Well, we have our Mishnah. What does our Mishnah say? o and nisun psulos mina shiros. Our Mishnah happens to be discussing uh, what happens with regards uh, to Truma in a situation where the Cohen, let's say, is marrying somebody who's divorced. It's, uh, it's a forbidden relationship. They're not allowed to get married. It is viewed as a legal marriage. So, the Mishnah said... That if they got divorced after they got married, fully married, so then she's not allowed to eat Truma anymore. If they got divorced, let's say, after engagement but before they got married, so then she is allowed to continue eating Truma. So this seems to imply that the defining factor is marriage and not the engagement. Uh, because if they, this is a, a, a prohibitive relationship. And we say that she's only not allowed to eat truma after she gets married, but uh, e- even if they get divorced after she gets married, uh, but if it's while they're engaged, so then everybody agrees that once they break that relationship, she's allowed to continue eating truma. So that seems to imply that the defining moment is marriage. So Amarleh, so Rabbi Chia Bar responds back to this proof and says, What are you talking about? He says, that wasn't my question. It's not really a good proof. Because that is discussing what makes her, the wife, into a halal. This term of a a chalala, where she's not allowed to eat truma, And there, everybody agrees. He says, I agree. Everybody agrees that the defining moment in which she becomes a halala, in which she becomes disqualified from truma, is not engagement, and it's not even marriage. It's really about having sexual relations. For the Kohen to have sexual relations with the uh, Gerusha, with uh, the woman who is divorced, or for a Kohen gadol to have sexual relations with the widow. Uh, That defining when's the moment in which she's not allowed to eat truma is based on sexual relations, and that I agree to. But I'm asking is that when it comes to the prohibition to marry, that the Kohen Gadol, there's a positive commandment for him to marry a Basula? It says, That he should marry a woman who is a besoula, who is a virgin. Um, and we'll see that it's not just a virgin, but it's, that there's no hymen lining that is removed. So that's the question. When it says that he should marry a virgin, is that engagement or is that marriage? That's the question. So, here too, Amar Le, so now Shmuel again responds back, Hanami Tani We also have a Mishnah for that, to answer that question. That Okay, fine, I didn't bring a good proof the first time, but I'll bring you a good proof now. Erase, it, it says in the Mishnah, which we'll get to later on in this Mishnah, in this tractate, Eres his and his manah, uh, gadol. This is the following law. This is, uh, and we've discussed uh this has been raised in the past. This question has been raised in the past. But let's say the kohen gadol gets engaged. Sorry, a regular kohen gets engaged to a widow, and then while they're engaged, he's appointed to be the kohen gadol. Is he allowed to remain married to her? Or Do they have to get divorced? So the mission says they could get married. They're allowed to get married, even though they were they're only engaged. He was a regular kohen. Then he became the kohen gadol. He's allowed to get married. So this seems to prove that the defining moment is engagement. Right, Because at the time of engagement, he was not the Kohen Gadol. He was not the high priest. So he's certainly allowed to marry uh, this woman who is a widow. Uh, now that he became the Kohen Gadol, the Misha says they're allowed to get married. So that seems to imply the defining moment is engagement. So the Gemara says no. Shani d'chsev yikach uh, isha. Because the Gemara says that no, over there it says yikach isha. It uses the word yikach. In that context of uh, uh, of the pasuk, it says yikach, yikach, which means marriage. So there, it's a little different. So the gemara says, "What are you talking about?" isha. Here too, it also says isha. So it should also be based on the actual marriage. And the gemara answers achas velosh The gemara essentially answers that no, we will only derive one, but not two. We could only uh, Say that there's one scenario, one type of scenario, one category of scenarios where we will say that if there's a change that occurs between engagement to marriage, so then it doesn't make a difference. But other scenarios would make a difference. How would we separate between these two different categories? What, what, which category would be permissible and which category would not be permissible? So the Gemara explains, Marisa, v'halo gufa. So this is this answer is very important, and it tells us which situation will we say that there is a prohibition by marriage and which would, there wouldn't be a prohibition by marriage? Essentially, if there's a change in her body, in her body, <clears throat> we will say that uh, she, that uh, that is viewed as a change and then they cannot get married, i.e., if she uh, if she becomes a bogaris if she turns 12 and a half and then we assume that part of the hymen lining, as she gets older, is slowly removed, so then you cannot marry her, at the age uh, when she was when you got engaged, originally she was under the age of 12 and a half, and now she's, at the time of marriage, above the age of 12 and a half. That's not allowed. However, if nothing changes with regards to her body, i.e., she's an almana, she's a widow, and it just happens to be that they got engaged when he was not the Kohen Gadol, he was just a regular Kohen, and then during the engagement, he becomes a Kohen Gadol, he becomes the high priest, so then they are allowed to get married. It would be permissible for them to get married because nothing changes within her body, and that is an important distinction too, when it comes to the question of a kohen gadol. Uh, between the engagement and the marriage, marries uh a, 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 first marries an almana, the kohen as a kohen, and then he becomes the high priest. During the during the engagement, he is allowed to remain married with her because nothing changed in her body. However, if he was the kohen gadol and she was under the age of 12 and then became above the age of 12 so then they cannot get married that is the conclusion of the Gemara and now uh, we'll begin a new Mishnah one other point uh, the Rambam a bit out of context but uh, some prove the Rambam's point from our Gemara the Rambam has a very interesting halacha uh, and he says that the Kohen Gadol the high priest an additional limitation is that he can only be married to one woman one wife. He cannot have multiple wives. We know that uh, from the Torah's perspective, anybody could have multiple wives, but the Ram says that the Kohen Gadol could only be married to one wife. And someone wants to say that comes from this line, "Achas Velo one but not two. Um, and uh, others disagree. They say that, no, we know that such a principle applies specifically on Yom Kippur. On Yom Kippur the kohen gadol can only be married to one wife and not to not to be not to multiple wives but during the rest of the year we do not find anywhere that it says such a law however the rambam uh, does the rambam does uh, say this that it applies even throughout the entire year that he can only be married to one wife and not to multiple wives okay let's continue on in the mishnah the mishnah says as follows Kohen Gadol is not allowed to marry somebody who is a widow. And the halakha is a ben almana mina. Eris in ben almana minisun. This is whether or not uh, her husband, her previous husband, passed away while they were engaged or while they were married. In either scenario, we view her as an almana, as a widow, um, and cannot she cannot marry a Kohen. Additionally, mayors of the opinion, Kohen Gadol is not allowed to marry a Bulgaris, a, a girl who is above the age of 12 and a half. Rebullahs and Reb Shimon say no. They say that you are allowed to marry, the Kohen Gadol could marry a Bogaris, a woman who is above the age of 12 and a half. And the last line of the Mishnah is, Veloyisa Yissa es Mukas However, um However, uh, the Kohen Gadol cannot marry uh, somebody who is a Mukas Eitz, which essentially means, literally, that her hymen lining was removed, not just... Uh, Naturally, over time, but it was because they actively, um, not necessarily intentionally, but actively was um, touching the hymen lining uh, with, let's say, a stick or a rock when they were in the uh, in the bathroom. Uh, that's how they would wipe in the bathroom, and so it would just it, through action itself it removed the uh, parts of the hymen lining, and that's called mukas itz. So, Coin cannot marry somebody who removed uh, the hymen lining um, actively. Okay, so that is the Mishnah. The Gemara now says as follows, Tanu it is taught in a brysa. Amana lo'ikah ben amana mina Erisin ben amana min An amana, uh, Koen Gadda cannot marry an amana, somebody who is a widow, whether or not uh, her previous husband passed away during the time of engagement or during the time of marriage. Pshita, somewhere it says, isn't this obvious that she's viewed as a widow? The says, no, it's not so obvious we might have learned from Tamar from the whole story of tamar uh, that al uh, when we say widow means specifically through marriage that it's uh, she's a widow from marriage itself and not from the point not if uh, her husband has to during engagement kamash Milan. Our mission is there to teach us, and the Bryce is there to teach us that no, oh, it's even if her husband passed away when they were only engaged. the uh, But why don't we say we should learn from Tamar that an Amana, a widow, is defined as a widow specifically for marriage. The word says, No, the Grusha, my Grusha says that we know we learn from the scenario in which a regular Kohen is not allowed to marry a grusha. Somebody who is divorced, a, a regular coin cannot marry somebody who's divorced, and that applies whether or not they got divorced from an engagement or whether they got divorced from a marriage. The coin cannot marry, get married to somebody who's divorced. So too, the coin gadol, the high priest, cannot marry an almana, cannot marry somebody, a widow, whether it's she's from a widow from her previous relationship in which uh, she, they, she was only engaged, or whether she, in both scenarios, whether she was engaged or married she would be viewed as a widow, just like she would be viewed as divorced. That is the conclusion of that first part of the Gemara. We will begin uh, the next part of the Gemara, um, and then hopefully we will stop towards the bottom of Nantes Ametal, towards the bottom of 59a. The Gemara says as follows. Lodi says the They focus on this dispute, whether or not the Kohen Gadol is allowed to marry somebody above the age of 12 and a half. And the Gemara says as follows. Tanur it is taught in Brisa. The pasuk, the verse says, that he should marry. It says it in the positive that he should marry a besula, but it doesn't just say besula. It says bivesula It adds a few letters. It adds a yud towards the end and adds has two bases, two letters, base in the beginning. So and it's an extra base. So there are two extra letters. One is a yud at the end, and one is a base at the beginning. And so Remeir says, "Prat lebugeris shekalu So Remeir says this is coming to teach us that. Not only does she have to be a virgin, but she also has to have her complete time and lining. And so, therefore, if she's 12 and a half, you are not allowed to coin Gadol. The high priest is not allowed to marry her. That's the position of Rumeir. Rubelazar Rabeshim Shimon, Machshir and Rubagaris. Rubelazar and say, no, he could marry a Bugaris. <inaudible> what are they arguing about? What exactly is their dispute? Remeir Saver Bissula afilum mixtus besulum mashma. Bissule ha adika kola besulum. Rameer says as follows. He says the word besula means uh, that even if she has just part of her hymen lining, uh, so then that would be viewed as a besula, as somebody who is a virgin. Uh, The term besula means even somebody who has part of her hymen lining. The fact that it adds the yud there is to tell me that no, she has to have her complete hymen lining. Therefore. If she's twelve and a half, we assume that she does not have that. And so therefore the Coin Godol cannot marry her. The Coin God can only marry somebody who's of the age of twelve. The extra base in the beginning, Romero says, also tells us that the only time uh, that there is uh, she's viewed as a virgin is specifically if or that she's not viewed as a virgin is specifically if she had sexual relations prior to this marriage. Um, kidarka in the normal way going into the vaginal area however if she has what's referred to as bh kidarka anal sexual relations so then that then she is still viewed as a basula it would still be permissible for the quaint adult to marry her uh, because it was not done in the vaginal area essentially many point this out that there's a certain connection here where is of the opinion that in the end of the day if part of the hymen lining is removed so then whether it's done through sexual relations or whether it's done by just getting older. Um, so then the coin goddle cannot marry her. However, even if she has sexual relations, but it's Kedarka, it's anal sexual relations, so then uh, it would not be um, it would not be viewed as a problem and she the coin goddam can marry her because she's still viewed as a Besula. Okay, that is the position of Riv Reb Lazar and Shimon argue, and they hold: Savri, no, bisula, bisula When the, you just have the word bisula, that implies that she has all of her uh, hymen lining still present. So when it adds the word yud, that the letter yud bisuleha with a yud, afilu mixas bisulim. That is coming to teach you that even if she just has part of her bisulim, part of her hymen lining is at present. So then you are also allowed, uh, she's still viewed as a besula, And so therefore, we're of the opinion that even if she's 12 and a half, and even if we assume that she lost some of her hymen lining, the Koen god could still marry her, because that's still viewed as a besula. However, he then has the extra base in the beginning to teach you, The extra base in the beginning is to teach you that, even if she has anal sexual relations, that would disqualify her from being a Basula. That would disqualify her from being a virgin. Essentially, just getting back to the dispute, Reb Lezner and Reb Shimon, the second opinion, seems to hold that it's not really based on whether, someone to say this, that it's not based on whether the heimelining is present. That's not the defining factor, but it's based on whether or not she had sexual relations. So even if she had sexual relations, shilokidarka, anal sexual relations, where it's not even involving the vaginal area, so that would still uh, define her as no longer a virgin. Um, that's the second position. Rube Meyer seems to be, the first position seems to be of the opinion that it's not about sexual relations, but it's about physically. Is it the com- hymen lining completely there or not? And so therefore, Rube Meyer is of the opinion that if she's 12 and a half, it disqualifies her. If it's Shloka dark if she has sexual relations, anal sexual relations, it doesn't disqualify her. The second position says uh, the exact opposite, that if she's 12 and a half and she didn't have sexual relations yet, so then the Kohen Gadol could marry her, um, but if she has sexual relations, even if it's anal sexual relations, nothing to do with the vaginal area, that would disqualify her. One more line. Um Yehuda Amrav, Rav says, Nivala Shilokidarka psula le kuhuna. That uh, a woman who has, Bia has sexual relations, Shilokidarka, anal sexual relations, she then is disqualified from kuhuna. She, uh, she becomes disqualified from, uh from the kahuna and she is no longer viewed as a pesula, um and she cannot marry right so she cannot marry a kohangadal and she also becomes disqualified from the kahuna if uh she has uh se- sexual relations so that is the end of this gemara and we will continue with the gemara the next part of the gemara in the next recording